I am recording. I should have said let's go because of the Mario movie. Ha 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 ha. I think my money's on that not being said in the Mario movie. I think, I think, okay, I know that I, we can't get it, we'll introduce it, but I really think that they have to stray from anything stereotypically Mario sounding at all for it to work even marginally. I agree with you. Um, but well, we can get into that. We'll, we'll, we'll get, get into there. For now, um, what, uh, how I wanted to open up the podcast after the boop doop 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 was uh, um, mm-hmm. just pretend so this is what I'm following through on my intentions for everybody. Um, <clears throat> Hello, everybody. It's a me, a Mario. And uh, I've, I've already forget what the next thing I was going to say was. But um, it's not too late to recast this movie. I'll do it for free if you guys think that was better than Chris <laughs> Pratt. Um, Alex Lee, please vote now. Um, I, I will say it is better than Chris Pratt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that, Colin. I definitely um, take the best Colin over the worst Chris. So. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you, thank you. That's right. Uh, that's what is. Who are the Hollywood Collins? Um, you know what? I'm not gonna stack myself up. This is Nintendo focused, and unless one of them uh, becomes Waluigi, then we don't have any beef. This is Nintendo Week. I'm Colin McIsaac, as always, joined by Alex Plant. Hello, hello, hello. And Lee Albanese. It's a Lee. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> yes. But um, that rocks. Yeah, can't really do anything with Alex. I'm sorry. Um. You're a piranha plant. Chomp, chomp. There we go. Beautiful. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, well, obviously the Mario trailer dropped, and that's obviously what we're going to talk about. But there was also a 15-minute Pokemon trailer this morning. So yeah. there is quite a bit to chew on here. Um, I think we just got to keep going with the Mario stuff. I mean, what? oh, my <laughs> headphones got disconnected. Um, oh, no. So I can't hear you guys. One second. Right. That's okay. Time to shake on Colin again. No swears. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you said you couldn't hear. But we're recording. You're recording, right? Now he has to do editing. See. Sorry. Yeah, I was trying to just drop this episode up at, you know. Okay. Whatever, but Beep that's okay. Forg- um, do you, uh, uh, can you reverse can, it? I just um, put Chris Pratt's Mario voice over it. I'm going to text the timestamp time in the <laughs> channel. Um, uh, it's at, what, 2.30 approx is the swear. Great. Sorry. That's okay. Um, sorry we're a little sloppy, everybody. I'm not even going to cut that whole bit out of here because that's what we do at Nintendo Week. You know, we got some coin sounds. We got some fun effects. Um Maybe I will cut it out. I don't know. Point is, the Mario movie trailer <laughs> dropped, and, you know, we just got to talk about it. How's everybody feeling? Uh, I actually, <laughs> like, really loved the poster, and then to see them sort of take the concept in motion was really kind of surreal, because I actually think they did a really, really good job nailing the look here. Me too. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Um, Mario um, looks a little weird, eyes a little small, his hands taper into, like, his forearms get small, and then his hands are smaller than they are They usually. made him squishier, which, I like, Mario's a squishy dude, don't get me wrong, but I think there he needs to retain his shape 
in order to be Mario. You mean like I, he's a I little rubbery argue. in the way he jumps yeah, and bounces? Yeah, and I understand it's like it's it's animation. You need that, but also, I think keeping him again sh- shapely, so to yeah. speak, it, it is necessary because otherwise he starts to just look like. A little dude and not Mario. Well, he is a little dude. That's the whole point. He's, Originally, no, he is he's like just a little, a little dude. dude. A he's Mario just Mr. Video costume. Game. He's just a guy in the video game. No. And the point is the video game and not the guy. We've we no. strayed too far from the light. Okay, but you have to in in our cultural context, Mario is Mario. Yeah. And he needs to look like Mario. We're not making a Mario game, you know, in the in in the early ninety or Mario movie, I should say, in the early nineties. A jump man game in the matter. late eighties or exactly. mid eighties, early eighties. Jeez, time flies when yeah. you're in your early eighties. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I hear you. I don't agree. I think that it works well for, you know, the animation format. Um, I thought it, it was a really, really good translation, um, besides just the proportional things that feel kind of weird. Um, and also, obviously, Chris Pratt's voice is just Chris Pratt. And yeah, you could try. hear, like, the slightest hints of him maybe trying to do some pseudo brooklyn accent yeah but it felt like he wasn't actually trying it felt like he yeah he got in the recording (laughs) booth doing no homework and they said you have to do a brooklyn accent and he was like all right here it is he said his favorite in his little interview he said it was his life's dream to be mario yeah and then it took him five seconds to remember what a koopa was yeah, I um, I can't. First of all, I can't believe that they put that out in that condition with him what? seeming yeah. so disinterested. The whole yeah. video was so blurry. <laughs> Why not just exclude him? Just say here's Jack Black to introduce our movie. Right, and Jack Black was like pumped for it because Jack Black will always serve. And I think like like I know Jack Black is going to eat. I think he's going to do an incredible job. I saw some people complaining that Bowser's voice wasn't low enough. I don't mind. I didn't care. I heard him. I went, wow, that sounds great. Why? Because he commits. Chris Pratt does not care about the sanctity of playing Mario. He just doesn't. This is a paycheck for him. Yeah. I'm getting heated. I'm sorry. I didn't expect to get this hot. No, it it warrants it. I mean, this is a bad casting decision. I think that all the like jokes and crap around it, like just you know it's it's that's that's the fact by common consensus is that this is a bad casting choice um but everyone else was phenomenal just with two grunts i can tell charlie day's luigi is going to be perfect oh yes uh-huh. um uh-huh. well that's mario should have been danny about... devito i know right well that's the weird thing that about what we've seen of mario so far is he, we haven't really seen him emote yet and so like we've seen like the most boring line you could have gotten out of mario in a trailer and that's <laughs> mushroom all kingdom here we come was that even him talking no that was <laughs> linda from bob's burgers <laughs> yeah but like did we did we know that that what character that voice is attached to yet oh yeah i mean it was chris pratt okay um <laughs> speaking of all of this keegan michael key's toad is really good but i do think they should have pitched him up Unlike Bowser, could have been pitched down. 
Um, I agree. It's good, Why did they but... just go with their normal voices? You can apply some editing to that, and I think it would be fine. And yeah, I mean, Toad's voice because is so unnaturally high like. that, like, right? We know it what would, Toad. It would like, work like, come on, guys. I, I'm really curious to see, like, is he going to play all the Toads or just Toad? You know. Because I, I can see the feeling... other Toads being really pitched up, and his voice kind of has to stand out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he's he's Toad, the the titled character, and then all yeah. the other Toads are kind of like minions, and they honestly could just use voice clips from the game of them going, Yabo! and, you know, all that. <laughs> they might not need to record a single new line well, for I any mean, of them. I mean, they had the penguins. I guess they yelled, but they did have, like, human-ish voices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so so i don't know that they're just gonna recycle sounds from the games i guess speaking of let's back up to the beginning of the trailer here it's awesome right we we all think yeah. the concept here is great oh it looked so cool i wanted to eat the lava so bad. <laughs> that's weird <laughs> no it's what? not you know what lava is like it look kind of like candy yeah it looked yummy Burn right through you <laughs> Which is also a very Mario thing. Everything has to look like food. Yeah, True. like I thought it was great. I was pleasantly surprised, really, until we saw Mario. <laughs> um, well, um, I was I, even also pleasantly surprised at the look of him. Um, but the, where I was sort of going with this was the Penguin Kingdom was sort of a great surprise in this trailer. Um <laughs> Like they're 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 not just going for the like original original Mario stuff. They're kind of cutting, like, not cutting deep, I guess, because penguins are in just a boatload of Mario games at this point. But they are, I feel like, really building a world that hasn't existed yet in the games, out mm -hmm. of the actual material from the games, and I love it. One Koopa had like an eye patch and like spiked armor. They all look, like, just a little bit different, roughly. Like, in a way that, like, we really praise all the time about the classic Paper Mario games. Um, not the new ones, very specifically not the new ones. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. It just, it, lots of little details just feel like they're really, really working. Well, and I think that's what excites me most about this movie is it's taking themes, things that were themes from past games or characters from past games, and it's creating a world out of them, which is not really something that, like, Mario games create levels out of themes yeah. and, and characters, but they don't really create a world. Uh, and we're finally, like, seeing that manifest, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, and then if we move to the end of the trailer, um, I'm kind of surmising. So I, there's no one who is listening to our podcast who hasn't seen the trailer yet. But if I'm wrong there... What happens at the end is Luigi's running away from a bunch of dry bones. He's clearly at Bowser's castle. Um, he's scared, as always. Um, and, and I'm surmising from these details and the details of Mario's Brooklyn accent that they were plumbing in New York. And Luigi fell down a drain that, surprise, surprise, was a warp pipe. Mario jumped in after him, but it spit him out in a different place. And so they're trying to catch up with each other. And Luigi is like fully on the run from like scary oh, wow. stuff and mario is like in this little paradise meeting all the toads and like trying to figure out how to go find his brother so it's not the brothers together we have a full-on luigi b plot exactly going on yeah. it's a I'm, reuniting I'm a fan story of that 
If we can separate Charlie Day from Chris Pratt, I think my enjoyment of the movie will increase tenfold. Because yeah. I will be able to compartmentalize. Yeah, we can have some Charlie Day scenes that don't involve exactly. Chris Pratt. And then exactly. we get a little Luigi's Mansion flavor in there. If yeah. he's running from all the scary monsters and Mario is fighting all the easy ones, like that kind of fits their personalities both really, really well in a story that could be really interesting. Yeah, it just screams of, like, sequel hooks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, especially the fact that they're just going so hard on Luigi's frightened personality. It just seems mm -hmm. like the natural next step is Luigi gets a movie. Well, um, I kind of want a Luigi, like, Netflix series. Luigi's Mansion, and it's, like, him and Egad fighting ghosts. Yeah, and Mario gets kidnapped, so he's out of the I don't know if that even needs to happen. Series. He can just be off having his own fun. Maybe that's when Paper Mario <laughs> takes place. Yeah, I appreciated uh, it was it was neat uh, at the beginning. Like the first clear reference you see is the little spiky things from the Paper Mario flying Bowser's castle getting oh, lowered down yes, to the ground. Oh yes, that's where they're mm -hmm. from. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's an interesting amalgamation of references. Uh, which... I think it was definitely lovingly created. I don't know if it was lovingly cast. I, and I think that that's I how I like feel. Chris Pratt has dirt on someone. Do you think? <laughs> I, I mean, think I don't know. Just, I I'm think saying that America to be silly. Loves the man. I, I, I think clearly I America does be not love the man. I wouldn't be surprised if this was a Miyamoto thing, and he's just not aware of his reputation in the United States, and he just thinks he's a cool guy because of the kinds of movies <laughs> that he scores. Yeah, I think that's that's probably right. Fair <laughs> enough. And like, I will give Chris Pratt his dues. He is. He does play a lovable goofball well i just can't stand the man <laughs> i i agree well i i won't i agree before i can't stand the man i i like him just fine love him as star lord love parks and rec yeah 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 but he's just not mario and he also just visibly clearly doesn't care to be even you know if they give him a script that says he does like he just <laughs> He's here for well, the money. He's an actor. He couldn't even say it convincingly. Yeah. The thing I think about that is like, um, there, the, the, this, movie, this movie Mario character hasn't existed before. So I don't know. I don't know what movie Mario is yet. So yeah. I'm not ready to say like he's not Mario because we don't know who Mario is. If we if we get to the if we like we see the full movie and it's like, oh, this Mario character just does not line up with Chris Pratt's yeah. uh, performance at all then I'll be a little more upset. But I, I get why people are upset. I'm just not there yet. So do we think that he is Mario in Brooklyn as well? Or he's just like a guy who got sucked into the warp pipe and spit out as Mario in the Mushroom Kingdom. And then everyone there is like, hey, Mario. And he's like, what? Well, the thing that makes the like boring Chris Pratt acting makes sense for me is if he's a normal guy who just falls down the warp pipe yeah. and ends up in wonderland and essentially and becomes a little a, a little mario yeah like he's not a hero yet he's just an ordinary dude from i don't know construction site chris the is plumber doing. from wrecking crew yeah we don't know if he's a plumber yet necessarily i guess so Maybe what you're saying is we have an avatar storyline going on he comes in, he assumes the airbenders this or new the blue form. people. Yes, the blue people. Okay. Not not the airbenders. 
No, I'm teasing. Not even the blue people. I think that they are really Mario and Luigi in Brooklyn. And their boss is Foreman Spike. And he maybe comes in after them. He's like, where are these lazy goofballs, you know, not fixing my toilet? And he... He's like, oh, no, yikes, and gets sucked into the Mushroom Kingdom and later, and he also has to figure his way out. Um, somehow Donkey Kong is involved? Yeah, I wonder if, I like, know. they don't come from Brooklyn, they come from, like, New Donk City or well, something. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. King uh, K. Brooklyn. But, I mean, I could see them doing the direct homage to his original backstory, so who knows? Yeah. Um... I one thing that I think is funny, I don't know if I've voiced it on this podcast before. Um, and I also think in hindsight they didn't actually do anything about it, but long time ago, you remember when they delayed the movie by like six months, yeah. like three or so weeks after Sonic Two? Mm-hmm. I was fully convinced that they saw Eggman's mushroom planet there and they were like, Oh my god, no. <laughs> This is our entire movie. We we just made Sonic 2. <laughs> and they had to change a bunch of stuff because it was like exactly the same with all the giant mushrooms. And now looking at this trailer, it looks exactly the same with all the giant mushrooms. It does, and so maybe it they does. just delayed it for other reasons. <laughs> but um, it's hard not to notice the similarity. I mean, I still think there's got to be some kind of like product that's coming out with the movie that it has yeah. to be tied to um and that would be why they delay it that would be that would be fun um we do have to be brief today so we'll talk about that more later i'm sure um another episode down the line um i don't remember the next sort of subject about this that i wanted to touch on so i'll open the floor to you guys how many trailers do you think we'll get before we see Yoshi appear in this movie? I don't think Yoshi's in this movie. That's really? a hook for the sequel, yeah. The next movie is going to be yeah, Super Yoshi's Mario World. Yeah, Yoshi's in the post-credit scene, and that's it. You're not seeing any Yoshi yeah. until you see the movie. Or he may be, like, in the back. Like, there may be baby Yoshis in the background. I think we saw, like, a Yoshi egg in the item shop. Yeah, um, yeah, and I, I guess I mean, like, some kind of appearance of a Yoshi. Not necessarily yeah, like Yoshi Mario's. My pal. my prediction is that there are gonna be some baby Yoshis hanging out in the background, and then Yoshi himself is like a a a new debut character in the inevitable sequel. And also Wario and Waluigi. With That's, Danny DeVito that, I... and um Gary Busey. <laughs> or Willem Dafoe. <laughs> And do they uh, do they look like themselves? Are they? Are we also? Oh casting, yes, no. Like... The character models are not Wario and Waluigi. It's just okay, Danny good. DeVito and Gary Busey slash Willem Dafoe just plopped right in. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> no, I'm joking there, um, but not about the voice casting. That would that would fit pretty nicely. Um, yeah, I think they do a great job. I really, I think there's this movie, despite my misgivings, has a lot going for it. Oh yeah. Um, I'm just deeply cynical about the more cash grabby aspects of it, and the more soulless, I guess I should say, aspects of it. Well, Mario is a is a very um, soulful, hearty series, and I think that the more you lean away from that, 
the the weaker it will be. Let's talk about some of the soul that is there then. Um, Kevin Michael Richardson's K-Mac is like phenomenal. What a great voice. Yeah. I haven't mm-hmm. really imagined what K-Mac sounds like except for the little cackle that is in some of the games. And mm-hmm. wow, I didn't even recognize Kevin Michael Richardson. Yeah, I agree. Um, Jack Black's Bowser is also really good. Um, the animation is just gorgeous. Like, what a great looking movie. And I think it's a beautiful blend of Illumination's sense of like scale and comedy. Um, like, I just, the moment where the penguins like fully went to war, like so confident, and they were just throwing little snowballs, like, that's just, you know, that's comedy, it baby. It was cute. It was cute. I yeah. liked it. Um, so I, I, I definitely trust that this movie's in the right hands. Um, yeah. One of the things that gives me a lot of confidence is seeing the characters faces animated. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's something that a lot of cartoon movies don't necessarily get right. Uh, but I think they've like, even just, even looking at Mario, just the way that he, i don't know moves his eyes around or moves his face as he's as he's looking around it's i don't know head and shoulders above anything we've seen these characters do before and that's sort of really exciting to me um i guess luigi's mansion is like the one time where we've really seen an emotive mario character yeah uh a little bit in um strikers but not as much yeah it's like those moments when they you get the close-ups yeah um, I'm trying to piece together the trailer in my head again because I know there was a subject that I've forgotten about that was important. Um, well, we had the Bowser Council flying it. over everything. Yeah. We had the penguins. We had the, the power, power stars. Star like, who's going to stop superstar. me? Oh, uh, I mean, this isn't it, but... You know, in 3D World, how they've got, like, the big saxophone sort of theme for Bowser? Yeah. And there's this meme clip of Jack Black playing saxophone on Late Night. And I just really Uh hope that Bowser plays the saxophone and plays his own theme music from 3D World. (laughs) That would be fun. Yeah. I'd be down for it. I would love something self-referential like that. I think they can get away with probably more of that than... A lot of other movies could. Also, if it's Bowser, like, if Mario played a saxophone out of nowhere, like, that wouldn't work. Oh! (laughs) Oh, I know what it is. Okay. So. The theme music, you know? It's, like, weirdly piano, dramatic, kind of melancholy almost. It feels like they've changed the key to it. And... I mean, that's got to be a trailer thing. Well, for sure. Movie thing. Just one fun observation for me is that every time I hear in the trailer, it goes, boo, 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 doo, boo, doo. I can't help but hear the Mario Super Show theme song going, swing your arms from side to side, really, really (laughs) slow and sad. Uh (laughs) It sounds instead of like the Mario theme made slow it sounds for some reason like the lyrical version of it made slow and it is and i also just really want 
the movie to end with a credit sequence that like actually has Mario Bros. Super Show music like remade for the new generation like mario brothers and plumbing's a game but i want them to like actually put that in the credits with like some modern rap lil nas x i don't know there will absolutely be a lil nas x feature in this movie you think so it's, specifically it's, him one thousand percent yes right. this man is making music and for video games like non-stop I mean, I don't know, maybe maybe Riot has, like, a hold on him because he's doing the League of Legends thing, but I cannot foresee a world in which <laughs> he does not have some little something or other in the Mario movie. I, it, it, it is going to happen, mark my words. <laughs> All right. The real words question marked. for me is, does Toby Fox write music for this movie? <laughs> no, I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. Or at least a song for the credits or something. But I do really appreciate that transition because we also, in this limited time, have to talk about a 15-minute Pokemon trailer that really could have been two minutes. Um, it really yeah. could have been a trailer instead of an explainer. A lot of it was repeat info. So anyway, yeah. before we actually fully dive into that, I just want to, does anyone else have any wrapping thoughts lingering about the Mario movie or are we good to go? No, uh, I do have the Toby Fox tangents. <laughs> Great great um i'm sorry lee i didn't quite catch what you said oh sorry i have a toby fox tangent i try it's just i tried to go to the undertale cafe in anaheim um and the line was four hours long and i said not today i would wait for maybe two hours four hours is a little long yeah so unfortunately never my my impression is they were not at all prepared for i don't think they were um but now they know they need to open more it's uh it, it, it's i mean it's very much a local place it's like the, the guy basically built it using crowdfunding is my understanding oh, wow. yeah i think um, i think that they did not realize that people would travel from like far away yeah. to go to this kind of an event and that people were willing to camp out for it wow because um, people go crazy about undertale uh but it was cute and i hope that everybody from what i saw at least and i hope that everybody who did make it in had a great time if you did make it in and you had a bad time, let us know at, <laughs> I don't remember the email address for our questions anymore. That's bad. I'm sure it's in our outro. Uh, Nintendo week at Nintendo week dot Nintendo week. Yeah, right. Nintendo week at Nintendo week dot Nintendo week. But this Pokemon game, it does have, I think, a, a handful of Toby Fox songs. Um it also has an Ed Sheeran song in the credits. Okay. God, I forgot about that until just now. Um, it was an interesting contrast because I, I remember listening to a podcast this week that was like criticizing Ed Sheeran for like lying about liking Pokemon Yellow and Silver version. And I'm like, <laughs> he, I mean, he called out the ones that he likes. He can't be lying about that. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I remember didn't know he um, wouldn't have game titles to pull out of his right. Hat. And just the contrast of that to Chris Pratt going, "I've been stomping um, Koopas." So I didn't, I, I didn't pay that close attention to this, but is that anime footage real? I don't know. I haven't watched this Ed Sheeran thing at all. Because it appeared to me as if Ed Sheeran was Wait. standing in for Red, and he was in the Pokemon world. Um, and I figured uh, like that was too too quick a turnaround for someone to have just mocked that up in response to the news yeah um, I remember them talking about they had like 
reanimated some footage from the first movie that with Ed Sheeran right. as a trainer. Yes, that um, sounds right. This video I found is just the lyrics. Anyway, we should it's talk about the actual odd. game if we're on a time <laughs> it is crunch a strange. here. <laughs> um, oh, this is odd. Just while yeah. I'm here. Really <laughs> odd. <laughs> but um, we got a lot of new info about uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Well, not a lot of new info. I wasn't really tracking what was new, aside from the couple, the one new Pokemon they showed. Well, you're in luck. Mr. Podcast Toast over here got a handwritten list. Oh, my so God. Let's, oh, wow. Let's dive into it. Um, we've got the Let's Go feature, which we've heard about before, but they sh sort of showed it in action. And if you're not familiar with this, you can send out the lead Pokemon in your party to go get items that are in the overworld and battle Pokemon that are in the overworld without going through the battle transition screen, without kind of doing all the rigmarole of walking up to the item and collecting it. It's like a little scout that you can send off. And I found the execution here to be kind of funny because it looked a lot like sending out your Pokemon in Legends, except for not nearly as feature-rich. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's sort of my commentary on it, is that like it's a good idea in theory, but it's only really there to make up for the fact that the overworld is way too big for how interesting it is. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. you kind of you see an item in the distance and you're like, oh, this is all just one rock with the same texture pattern for like three yards. And so I'm just going to throw my Pokemon at it instead of actually walking up to get it myself. Cause that's a waste of time. And it's like, you could design a better world or a smaller yeah. world. And this is sort of compensation for the fact that you don't. And so I don't know how to feel about it. It feels like a nice way to use Pokemon in a, in a larger world, but like it's only going to actually be interesting three or four more games down the line. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it is something that is a major part of battling this new evil team, or at least what they're marketing as the evil team, Team Star. Their camps, they have like encampments, where they'll send out a bunch of Pokemon at once in like a flurry and you use this let's go feature to battle them all as opposed to like having a series of trainer battles with like three Pokemon each. I don't know. That seems whatever. All right. Yeah. It's so new. Pokemon saw Fortnite and was like, oh, we should make Pokemon a third person shooter where you throw Pokemon <laughs> at other Pokemon. <laughs> Done. Sure. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it's laying the groundwork for the inevitable Pokemon Battle Royale. Maybe. Um, I, I kind of got more of the sense that they're just kind of, you know, they've made so many of these games and they don't yeah. really have a great idea of how to transition it into a fully, like, open platform. Yeah. Um, and they're just kind of trying things. You know, one of the common complaints about this game is, like, they're on too short of a dev cycle to actually do anything interesting in one generation at a time. And so... They like ideate, and I re that's something that I really feel like is happening here. They're just like, all right, this time we're going to have a camp full of them. See yeah, how it well, goes. everything just feels, and this is true for, I think, this in particular, but just generally even down to, like, the way things visually look, everything feels a little half-baked. And I really try to give Pokemon oh my God, the benefit the of the doubt by was telling that a pun? myself... 
Yeah. <laughs> yes, that was intentional. I did that intentionally. I meant to do it. Um, but, but yeah, I think I I really think that. Right. So I tried to be nice because it's a game for kids, and I'm an adult. I'm fully in the realm of being an adult now. But I see this, and like I I feel it's just so lackluster. Well, I can is... see that they're trying to do interesting things, but I think you're right. There's just not enough time to get them to a place where they are effective and exciting. Um, it's more like food for thought than something that I want to play. Yeah, It's the one Nintendo franchise where it really feels like they just rolled it off the assembly line rather yeah. than whereas other Nintendo games, like they won't make a sequel unless they think they have a good idea. Mario Party. Sorry, I mean, I'm just trying to be contrarian. <laughs> I said they think they have a good idea. Um, yeah. <laughs> they only made two of the ones with the bad idea, so. Um, yeah, well. <laughs> um, there are a couple of new good features. There's a camera app, which, I mean, I don't know how much there really is to say about that, because it's just kind of like we've seen selfie cameras in a lot of other games before, even Nintendo games, Wind Waker HD. Um, yeah. I guess mostly Zelda. It's in Breath of the Wild. Um, but it's kind of cool that you can use this with the Pokemon world and then set it as your trainer card rather than mm -hmm. that like list of preset poses that we saw in Sword and Shield. It just feels like a nice evolution. The other really big evolution no pun intended just kidding totally intended is the tm machine where you like have resources that you've collected in the open world like crafting. and then yeah you craft tms doesn't really make a lot of canonical sense but <laughs> gameplay wise i'm well, glad that you can yeah, just see, build I, I your actually TMs. like that that was i would say that's the one thing where i was like oh this is a move that makes a lot of sense to me again canonically nah, yeah how are you gonna build but... a cd out of rocks I mean, I right, guess that but, technically, well, no in, in a long-term sense, they're made out of rocks, but... Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Lee, what were you saying? Um, I got us No, it was just, that was exciting. It's, <laughs> it's okay, I'll bring us back to <laughs> okay. Earth. Um, but, yeah, I, I saw that, and I went, ooh, that is interesting to me. And I would say that is the one, one piece of this 15-minute video that really uh, piqued my my interest yeah um it's just fun and i'm not a big crafting person either but but it just seemed like something that was worthwhile and and new and like i said makes sense uh mm -hmm. for the game that they're trying to make if you're gonna have this big uh world and you're gonna go around and collect things might as well have some crafting yeah there's like an actual reward at the end of picking up items now which in sword and shield it felt like there kind of wasn't yeah um, I kind of hope the fact that they've thrown this sort of grind around TMs means that they'll have more options for TMs than they have in past mm -hmm. games. I don't know if oh. I want to put that much faith in that concept, but if they're going to make it a grind, I would hope that they uh, spread out what is possible with that grind. Yeah, I agree. We'll leave that to audience interpretation because digging into the specifics could take a long time, but absolutely right um there are a lot of powerful moves that like aren't tms yet or yeah old moves that they've gotten rid of that they could say oh these are only accessible by making a tm mm -hmm. 
and so on. Yeah, like let me go ham and customizing my Pokemon if you're going to make this giant world where you clearly want me to engage in these side activities yeah. like make it rewarding to engage well in the side speaking activities. of which it might be really nice if they used a similar mechanic to say well you can craft things like ability capsules and i don't know yeah. terrestrial pills and change yeah, I, the metagame I, abilities of your pokemon just by the resources that you've collected rather than having to grind them up all the time we could see, too, that there was more stuff going on in that little camp area where the TM machine mm -hmm. was. So it, maybe more of that stuff is also present in the same places. Yeah. Um, Lee, you said this was really the only part of the trailer that sort of caught your fancy. Um, I can't claim that that's not true, but my segue is that the part that really caught my eye personally is Farigaraf the new giraffe rig evolution <laughs> i'm a sucker for johto and also i think this design is just not only awesome in its own right but a great evolution of giraffe rig i feel like it kind of should have been there from the beginning <laughs> like it feels like a it's just a perfect retcon um they've kept this in their back pocket for a long time and we're waiting for the right moment no i think they made it up it like out. three days ago and said oh my god we gotta get in this trailer <laughs> The thing I don't understand is I, I, I love the commitment to the palindrome name, yeah. but that no longer makes sense when it doesn't have a head on its butt. No, because its head is its butt. <laughs> they're one and the same now. It's, yeah, but now they're both like stomach. in one, they're moving Duh. in the same direction. They're not, there's no mirror image thing going on anymore. No, it is here. I can't draw it for you or for anyone listening, but if you think about it as, um, the um the the tail of the g is like its hind legs and the f is like an old-timey declaration of independence f that also goes like below <laughs> the line of writing now oh, i guess i can then you what you're, flip what you're the word backwards on the g axis not the not the x axis in this case of course it's the g axis and then it looks like a farigaraf. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Does that make any sense at all? I think I buy what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> I think it's nonsense, but I buy it anyway. It is. <laughs> um, someone please animate it. Eric, if you're listening. <laughs> I, think, I think someone will get it. Um i i'm sure they confirmed this before but it was nice to hear in no uncertain terms that uh, any pokemon can have any terror type potentially mm -hmm. yeah uh i was a little worried that they'd limit each one to like two or three uh choices mm -hmm. uh it seems like that would dilute the appeal of the whole thing i agree my only concern is that I hope they don't include Shedinja in this game. Because then, with Wonder Guard, you put an air balloon on it, and it just won't be affected by any move at all. Uh, maybe there's some metagame workaround, but it's just going to be too obnoxious of an existence in, sort, in uh, Scarlet Violet. With the well, they don't seem to want to put full type. Pokedex in any game, any of the new games, so maybe you'll get your wish. 
Yes, my wish is for this game to be incomplete. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, my actual wish is that in the next generation, they give up on battle gimmicks entirely and just rebalance some stuff. They take old Pokemon that that aren't very good. Instead of making new forms and new garbage to try to, oh, this Pokemon is Dynamax form now, and so other Pokemon are just Dynamax, but this is Gigantamax. They just say, oh, this Pokemon's stats are bad? Oh, we'll just change them. So, that's my wish. No more gimmicks is the gimmick. Just fix (laughs) fix your mechanics. I agree. I it's got it's it's gimmicky at this point, and it it it's been gimmicky for a little while. It's been I four straight say. generations of them <laughs> thinking, "All right, what's the hook?" And I just want you to make wiggly tough usable. I I just I just want there's some cool Pokemon that just don't even matter. Just make them matter, please. Well, I think the combo of the Terra types and the the more if they uh, unshackle the tms a bit more might help make some things more viable mm-hmm. uh so I, I actually i like terra types as a gimmick because it, it could potentially actually tip the scales for some pokemon because they'll have they'll be able to sort of counter their own weaknesses in in a way yeah i mean i definitely agree with that there is also just some level where some of them are just like categorically just not competitive because their stats aren't good enough um like for example cursula is worse than galarian corsola because they were like oh we're gonna make it evolve this time so that it's usable but then you put an eviolite which raises defense and special defense on an unevolved pokemon you put that on a galarian corsola and its defenses are way better than a cursula and so <laughs> Galarian Corsola is still just a better Pokemon. And, y- you know, maybe sometimes the solution is introduce an evolution that's worse than the original <laughs> so that it can use yeah. Eviolite. But mean, all, it, it, all it also, I mean is, you know, make make some more Pokemon a little bit better. It, it kind of sucks that they've bloated the roster to the point that, like, you really can't have a lot of unique, truly unique Pokemon. And by unique, I mean they have their own, like, special thing. Uh, inevitably we've seen a lot of themes recycled and a lot of movesets recycled. Yeah. Well, and part of that is that they're like, all right, we're going to make the new this guy. And mm-hmm. this time we're going to put moves on it that are a little bit better. And so they'll, they're sort of replacing older versions of the concept. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, just just tweak some stuff. Just tweak it. There's no shame in saying, you know what? We messed up the stats 20 years ago. And (laughs) we don't need to commit to our (laughs) mistakes from probably what was, what, one staff member the same (laughs) in that team? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, I I don't know enough about base stats to know what some of the older Pokemon actually have, but it could be something like, well, we're not going to have two fire types that both have really high speed and really high attack. One of them will have really high special attack and the other one will have really high attack and just make decisions like that. Think well, about they can the have, consequences of that. They can have decisions. similar stats, but different move pools. So like sure. one of them can draw more from other types or one of them 
Sure. Is, has yeah. mostly access to physical moves. One has mostly access to like status conditions. So there can be mm-hmm. like a really fast and really specially offensive heavy fire type. Yeah. Who mostly has status conditions and so uses the speed to the advantage to affect status in battle. Where and then has, you know, special attack for like coverage and just, you know, usability. And then one that similarly has a lot of speed and special attack, but is most the move pool access is mostly offensive and then has like maybe just will o wisp, you know, to sure. affect a burn. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Like there are lots of ways that they can manage that, that, uh, you know, to a large degree they already are. I don't mean to dunk on people who know way more about their what they're doing than I do. But I, you know, I, I do wish that the problem where one Pokemon becomes great for just one generation at a time is over. Like Kangaskhan Generation 6 got the Mega Evolution hit twice. And then because Mega Evolution is gone, it doesn't matter anymore. Um, I I wish that they would, rather than using gimmicks to fix these problems, just fix the problems on their face. And I hope that's what Generation 10 is. Full Pokedex, all 1,000 whatever Pokemon there, and they're Mm -hmm. all tweaked to work without anything special there's no there's no you know bs there's just this feels like a game cool that would take pokemon. four years to develop which is fine mm. by me they're taking way too little uh, time in between them well. already <laughs> we we don't we, we we don't have enough pokemon games on switch though <laughs> that's right we only have 12 <laughs> yeah um i do want to just quickly get into the remaining features um gym tests which we've heard about before is kind of like the alolan island challenges like you in the grass gym don't fight a bunch of grass type trainers you wrangle a bunch of sun flora which all right whatever pokemon ancillary gameplay is just not good enough to justify making these things part of the main story i agree with that but i also think that like there are so many pokemon battles and we've oh, sure. also played so many pokemon games like whatever i'll deal with this it's not gonna be as fun as fun as just clicking through the battles probably but well, i mean the obvious solution to that new. problem is just you just come up with dungeon design and the gyms become these mini dungeons and there's some right. kind of like spatial challenge you also have to solve which is what they did in all the older games. And it, yeah, I was yeah. going to say, no I feel like that's... seemed to have a problem with it back then. Yeah, and I think, I, I honestly think they could go deeper into that kind of dungeon environment. When you have these bigger, you know, the world is bigger, right? Why not make these gyms bigger and grander and uh, more intensive to go through? I think yeah, that would be Yeah, you've separated fun. from the grid layout. Like, do something with that. You know? But I agree. Hadn't thought about it, but I agree. I don't run a billion-dollar company. (laughs) This is why. (laughs) No, your ideas are better than the billion-dollar companies, but I guess not as profitable. Probably not. Maybe you care more. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't own a billion-dollar company either. (laughs) 
I don't think that's true. <laughs> You're less burnt out on making them. That's probably true. Yeah. I, I bet I that is a lot playing of them, this. Though. Is everyone who's working on these games is like, oh my god, another? Um, yeah, I mean, when you think about it that way, it's a miracle they turn out as well as they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they also have a bunch of new hair and face styles. Big surprise whatever i would really love it if we could choose all of those from the start in a game you think someday. they have to be unlocked that's just always been what's the case hasn't it you can't ever fully customize your look from the start i don't know i don't i don't try enough to know honestly yeah, yeah. i kind of just like get to the first town and i'm like this looks cool enough that's my guy for the game i guess like i don't think i've ever been able to make a character that actually looks like me I have, but I look like every Chris Pratt on the street. <laughs> so, um, the closest I got was Legends, and I had to unlock like a hair dye or something. <laughs> it's, it's pointless. Like, yeah. why? Why is that on un un unlock? Just like let me c get stuck on a character's uh, creator screen for an hour before I play. So I guess that means. Wait, are you including spinoff games here? Uh, I haven't played a lot of the spinoff games, okay. so no. I do have a very vivid memory of Pokemon Tournament included. I mean, I just have like a, just a kind of generic short haircut, and my hair is brown, so like easy, you know, enough. Um, but then they had exactly the same like shirt style and color of like my favorite shirt at the time of its release, and I was just like, wait, straight up, this is just a portrait of me. And I'm I'm right there in this game. <laughs> Worked out great. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I'm curious to yeah. see what the look was. Uh, I bet honestly, I bet it's still on my. We'll we'll play an online match sometime, and my little guy will talk smack to your little guy, and then. Well, that means I'll have to buy the game. Oh well, then no, it's it's not worth that. Got two hundred Switch games, but not that one. It's still sixty dollars, right? A full price. Oh yeah. Ugh. And there's Disgusting. like paid DLC on top of Should that, right? Should not be. Yeah, it's like way over. It's like twenty five dollars for two fighters. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Don't. Don't support that garbage. It's not I'll garbage, but on, so. the garbage is that it's so expensive. Uh, well, I bet you could get it used for like twenty. Probably. If you want to look into that, I'm not stopping you. Um, I've been curious, but not that curious. I yeah. Guess. Maybe there'll I bought be a plenty sequel. of games I haven't played already, so <laughs> two hundred of them. <laughs> um, I, I actually have played most of them. That's good. The last major feature that was displayed here was picnics, which is just a, a, a you know new ribbon on the camping feature of Sword and Shield. I'm offended isn't the right word but just a little <laughs> yucked out by how little they're trying to hide that it's just the same freaking thing um instead of curry you make sandwiches which actively are really really ugly like it looks yep. like they're yeah they look bad nintendo 64 models maybe yep. gamecube that's generous if there was something that existed halfway between them. And we're in an era where so many games have a feature like this, where their characters make food 
and were like six years removed from a game that was like famous for how good its food looked which was final final fantasy 15 mm-hmm. yeah and it's almost like yeah. why even bother doing it if you can't do it correctly i know what and they're trying to shove okay they also shove bath time in here like this is nintendogs okay oh, yeah pokemon and me on the 3ds was fine you don't have to bring it back though and i don't know it just feels like they're cry- trying to cram a bunch of stuff in instead of making any of the stuff that's actually here worthwhile and yeah. so i mean i would have been a lot happier if they got rid of this camping feature entirely and just made the world better and made you know made mm-hmm. the game better i don't know why they're 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 well, spreading themselves I, too thin on too many different half-baked ideas i and, get the and i feel like that's true all to, across the board i get the temptation to create some like feature where you're interacting with your pokemon in some way it makes sense that they would want something like that in their game about cute little creatures that you collect but when it feels tacked on and it doesn't feel like it enriches the core game loop it almost is like couldn't you have done something that fit better with the game loop (laughs) i would have literally rather they did nothing at all and just made the rest of it a little bit more polished you know honestly i don't want to look at ugly 1998 sandwiches yeah i want to look at a sandwich that i personally want to eat or nothing at all like honestly the photo mode was probably enough if they wanted you to have interactions with your pokemon out in this world they created they didn't need to do anything else besides that where i'm kind of hung up on it you pose your little pokemon uh put them in weird places like that's all you need Mm mm-hmm and I'm also kind of hung up on the fact that, like, this is literally just camping with a different name. And you could have differentiated this game from Sword and Shield a little bit more by focusing on the things that it does and Sword and Shield don't. Yeah. Like, the scouting with Let's Go feature, the TM machine, the camps, the gym tests, all this stuff we've already talked about this episode... And then camping is a feature that you only get in Sword and Shield. And so you can sort of backdate sales and attention. Like, let's say there's someone who just turned eight and gets Pokemon Scarlet as their first video game. And then they're like, oh, wow, I could play Pokemon Sword and go camping with them. You've just made another sale by the fact that you didn't include this feature. Mm hmm. I don't know. I mean, maybe those kind of kids just already go back and buy those games anyway, but it just seems like it's wasted effort. And it's it's it doesn't result in something that is remotely interesting. Memorable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, on that note, great <laughs> note to end on. <laughs> I am excited for this game, genuinely, but this part about it is st- I'm not going to say stupid. That's the old me. Oh, this you part just, about you, it. You're going to pretend it's not there, I'm sure. No, it's just, it's unappealing to me personally. That's the generous way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Very kind of you. Thank you so much. <laughs> A lot of work got to this point. <laughs> A lot of self reflection and growth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lee, how are you feeling about all this stuff? 
indifferent. Honestly, yeah, and kind. I mean, kind of disappointed. I try to convince myself that the games they're gonna make the games better. And honestly, I really did like Sword and Shield. Um, and I, I also like the Sinnoh remakes, so I thought that maybe we were going to get closer to something that was appealing, but I w- would say that, unfortunately, these games are farther away from what I am hoping for, um, which is really just something that's refined. Just It doesn't that's even matter what the actual gameplay is. I just want it to look and feel more intentional and refined. Um and heck, even pretty at this point, I'll take. <laughs> so, so I'm a little disillusioned. Do you feel like, as a whole, the games aren't as pretty as Sword and Shield, or they're more pretty in the wrong places, or the I right places, think, but I mean, there's I don't too think many Sword features? Sword and Shield was that pretty. I think the last really pretty Pokemon game was probably X and Y. Oh. Um, I think that they've been getting less pretty since then. Sun and Moon were like kind of pretty but i don't think exceptionally so um and like again i'm way way less generous than you are i guess (laughs) whoa wait what do you think i would have said the last pretty pokemon game was black and white black and white also looked good (laughs) but only when black and white is not trying to create 3d space okay when it does that it looks ugly okay well okay that part i agree with i was gonna say i mean this is this is exactly the problem that they're facing here because I think black and white is very, very ugly. But yes, in those moments oh, well, where they're trying to create moments 3D that space, are very pretty. it does have its moments where it's very pretty. Um, but I also think that X and Y is really ugly and Sun and Moon is really pretty. So, <laughs> this, yeah, you I, know, I don't like any of the 3DS Pokemon games. We do have to take this all with the, you know, knowledge that. Everyone has tastes that are a little bit different, and they do kind of have to just balance. But we it, do agree that they've gotten gets a less lot pretty, in the right? HD era. Um, yeah, I think that ultimately the sprite look is the right move for Pokemon. If they made an HD 2D game or 2D HD game, whatever Square Enix calls it, that's that's where I want them to be. I agree. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've talked about that on the show before. Oh yeah, That's we all have. Yeah. The it's remake. the move. Yeah. It's the right thing to do. And if if nothing else, it would be a fun experiment for them to see what something different, like actually different from what they've been doing would be like. Yeah. I think they should do that as the black and white slash black white 2 remake kind of a new game plus scenario you beat black and white and you unlock the next story chapter of black and white 2 you start on the other side of the map it's three years later you don't have access to your pokemon until you've beaten the elite four or whatever um and they have like the sprite work but then the 3d elements of the world that we all thought were ugly are actually kind of like 3d made 2d like shaded i don't know how it works the don't take my technical terms as any sort of (laughs) they're sprite like textures on actual 3d models right Mm -hmm. um i do think that is the move at least if they're gonna experiment um and then maybe they remake heart gold and soul silver with the brilliant diamond shining pearl style 
Um, but yeah, because in that yeah. scenario, every generation that's been remade ends up having its own art style, which I actually well, think not Gen two is. But well, that's I mean, okay. what, what what I mean is, it doesn't share an art style with the other remakes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because in that way, Heart Gold and Soul Silver were the remakes. Um, I would like to see. Yeah. Ugh, I just that's there's too many different ideas for Pokemon. I'm gonna leave that. I'm gonna leave that cliffhanger <laughs> for everybody listening. <laughs> Tune in later to find out what I want to see. Um, Again, because I'm sure we've talked about it before. Yeah, that's literally the whole podcast is what we want to see from video games. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, those, those are our thoughts on Scarlet and Violet's new trailer. Um, let's put a little... Yeah, I mean... For- if I were yeah. to put it in a nutshell, it hasn't totally lost me yet, but it, I'm I'm not loving everything I see so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sort of the same way. I think I'm going to be disappointed by the game when it comes out, but yeah, yeah. currently I'm excited. So I'm just interested, we'll even if it doesn't excited. sound like I'm excited right now. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm still going to buy and play it. Oh. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> what? You're not excited? I guess not. I don't know. If all I'm doing is complaining, <laughs> I mean, what is that? Yeah, but say? like, are you gonna buy it? Are you looking forward to purchasing it? Oh yes, and absolutely. It? It's gonna be my entire then, December. Then yeah, you're excited. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. You are excited. We're I think just that cynical. says more about my life. <laughs> yeah, I will say I did skip Sun and Moon altogether, partly based oh. on the fact that they put out a demo for Sun and Moon, and then I played it. <laughs> so I will skip Pokemon games if they don't appeal to me, and I am not really gonna. I'm not gonna skip this one. Oh. There you go let's put a little ribbon on this episode with uh, another game that came to nintendo platforms this week overwatch 2 which i don't think any of us have played on switch but it is the same game no matter what console we played it on lee were you able to access this uh i i have played some overwatch 2 on my playstation yeah um same here i have gotten on i got kicked off quite a few times oh. my stuff has not merged yet oh i'm holding out hope that it will because i have so many skins that i will literally crumble if they're not um you know moved yeah but, I mean, the thing is, is I have a lot of problems with the way that Overwatch 2 exists in its current state. Maybe I'll try playing it on Switch, though. If I can just download the game, it's free, and my stuff will be on there. Um, I assume you didn't play on Switch to begin with. No, yeah, I did not. You need to do I've, the account never merge played... thing. I, I did yeah. get all my skins and heroes unlocked and everything. I was able to get in through the queue um very first day of launch it just kept telling me there's 69 players ahead of me nice second day it just kept saying there's 1999 players ahead of me scary y2k reasons i was finally able to get in um and it's just more overwatch like whatever (laughs) i don't know it's a sequel i guess not even (laughs) yeah i know um (laughs) For reasons that I don't know, I don't really remember if we've talked about on this podcast before, but they just switched some maps out. It really just feels like they've honestly taken a break developing new heroes and 
they there are three new ones that came with the launch of this game but like if they had just kept the cycle going for overwatch one we would have had more than three new heroes in that time so mm-hmm. yeah why i don't know a whole new game yep i agree yeah. I, I agree. i don't know what's up here but they got a ddos attack and the servers are a mess and it's is the reward worth the the struggle i don't know well, people it's getting i would say bad pr so maybe their their stance is any pr is good pr for our video game it might be, and I'm sure that they'll make all the money that they dreamed of. I'm very cynical about this one, too. Today, I'm sorry, I'm very cynical today. Um, but, you know. No, we've got some I don't cynical think, subject I honestly matter. Don't think, <laughs> I honestly don't think Blizzard is that concerned. I think that they're very confident that, that people will use the Battle Pass, that they're going to keep the players that are important for them to yeah. keep. I d- they haven't released r- really any statements about how absolutely crap this launch has been. Wait, no, they have. Um, they did today. They've done, like, they've done like two. They've done like two, and they're like nothing burgers. Well, that you know, that is true. I <laughs> they were like, yeah, we've been hacked. We're hoping to get everyone online yeah, we're soon. St- uh, yeah, we know what's going hacked, on. We've been hacked. We're still hacked. Yeah. Here's a list of the problems, some of which have nothing to do with a hack and probably should not have been released with. Yeah. Um, well, one of which, so. which hmm. has been getting bad PR, is you need to have a phone number tied to your account so that they can, like, I don't know, somehow it's like they could collect your voice data and transcribe it if you've been reported. <laughs> But they actually have, in this statement this morning, as of when we're recording this, probably yesterday, if you're listening day of, or, you know, different days, depending on when you're listening. (laughs) At some point, they said, you know what, we heard you, we're actually removing the phone requirement. And that's not been implemented yet. But they're only removing the phone requirement, as I understand it, for people that had Overwatch 1 accounts already. Oh, really? So, that's it's even that's sort of like a half-hearted uh rollback mm-hmm. well whatever i had overwatch one ha 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 whatever i don't know um i'm finding it hard to care a whole lot about this rollout eventually it'll work itself out um and is overwatch really worth all of the i mean it's like just the latest in a anger. string an unbroken string of blizzard being unable to launch a product correctly yeah i'm sure and they're just, just happy like to have a product never at going all to end. they have yeah. world of warcraft league of legends all these games that are just living singular entities they probably are just excited to have anything coming out new even if it's only new on paper With that, we hope you've had a wonderful time listening to this deeply cynical episode of Nintendo Week. <laughs> and uh, be sure to uh, get the superstar and uh, rate us five of those superstars. And, um, you know, yeah, that's, that's five-eighths of the way through a world. And uh, It feels weird to be so <laughs> cynical when Nintendo's actually having a pretty good year, I would say, and this is like nowhere nearly near as bad as the, like the dark wii u days when we started the <laughs> podcast oh yeah we were so chipper uh, then <laughs> yeah i don't know uh, i mean the world has changed a lot since then yeah i would say yeah. i would say that's probably a result of, of things outside 
yeah of fair video games. that's fair <laughs> <laughs> well our longest time listeners can track the difference and enjoy it with us <laughs> yeah still no mother three what the did, did it ever exist it well i don't i couldn't answer that i guess technically do any of us really exist oh my gosh we cannot go down this path find out in the next episode of nintendo week i think it's time for bed yeah good night everybody bring 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 it's me mario let's go to bed ciao paisados pizza show well everybody that is all for this week thank you so much for tuning in if you like our show please feel free to subscribe and give us a quick positive rating on itunes or stitcher spotify wherever you listen it is a small act of support that really helps people find our show it's good for them it's good for us it's good for you guys to see our community grow it really helps us out if you are an epic gamist and you have an epic game question or you got reactions to what we said or fun Nintendo stories you want to share, please send it to epicgamist at gmail.com. And you can follow Epic Gamist on Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, all kinds of different places for different kinds of stuff. Pick your favorite platforms. If you are listening right now, if you can hear me, we know that you stuck with us. We know you're hardcore. And again, we are just getting restarted here. So much so that those accounts I mentioned don't actually have any posts or profile pictures or anything. <laughs> so you're not in the wrong place. But the goal, ultimately, is to have fun waiting for you on any app you choose all powered by a charity driven patreon so that gamers can give back while supporting all kinds of fun content made just for you literally just for you because of the patreon requests so every listen like retweet share every follow on those accounts whatever way that you want to support us even for free still fuels the same good goal so we are really counting on you, Mario Party Top 452 of you, to help us raise awareness and spread the word and get more gamers giving back. For fun. When it's up, we'll tell you. Nintendo Week is brought to you by our hosts, Alex Plant, tweet at Legend of Lex, Lee Albanese, tweet at Enalanes, that's E-N-A-L-A-N-E-S, Jackson Murphy, tweet at Cheaper by 12 Film, and Dark Alex, tweet into the abyss and destroy yourself. Myself, tweet at Colin McIsaac. That's C-O-L-I-N-M-C-I-S-A-A-C. Nintendo Week is a fan show. We are not affiliated with or operated by Nintendo, and we do not represent the brand in any way. All opinions expressed are our very own, and all games played are purchased, not provided, unless otherwise stated.